Hey team, it's Syra back at it again with Megan for another exciting episode. In this episode, we are chatting about how Megan's performed over the course of the last three months and really what she's learned in addition to things she is hoping to learn as time starts to progress. Remember, the advice that I'm giving Megan is not necessarily meant for everyone and you should definitely do what's best for yourself. Anyways, I am pumped to dive into exactly how Megan's been doing. So let's get going. Welcome to Girls Just Want to Have Fun, the weekly podcast that deconstructs the intimidating world of finance. Hosted by Syra Rahman, VP of Finance at HM Bradley, and her partner in crime, Megan McShane, a manager at a Fortune 100 company, and supported by Stockwits. Girls Just Want to Have Fun will take on the important questions in personal finance that so many of us avoid but also take on a glass of wine or two. Learn more, subscribe to the show, and join Syra and Megan on their no-shame adventure to financial freedom at girlsjustwanna.com. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sai Sai. How are you? Oh, gosh. I feel like it's been a century since we've talked. I'm actually extremely pumped to chat today. So, like, are you ready to give me a full breakdown of everything that's happened and and kind of how you're doing. I am ready. I'm a little apprehensive because I do feel very confident in the work we've done together. Yeah. You know, I put together a PowerPoint for you. So that made me feel somewhat good. I am still a little bit in shock that you put together a PowerPoint to be perfectly. And to everyone listening, it's not just any PowerPoint. It's like a decorated PowerPoint that has not just like bullet points, but like it's organized. So those of you that know how complicated decks can get, she actually provided me a semi-complicated deck that breaks down exactly what her spending has been to the penny, actually. So a little bit wild. Meg, I I mean, I have so many questions. Are you ready to dig in? Yeah, let's dig in. I'm okay. ready. It's been okay. three months. Let's do this. Let's dig in. <laughs> Should we take a break first? Yeah, sip break. Let's do it. Let's do it. Are you actually drinking? Are you drinking a Diet Coke? So I went to Ikea today. Oh, what do you got? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like the ultimate test of of any relationship is to go into an Ikea. And it was like more stressful because everybody's face masks. Some people don't believe in face masks. And then there's this additional layer of, you know, Nick being like, my back hurts. I don't want to be here. And I'm trying to shoot for like under an hour. Have you ever been to Ikea in under an hour? No. Don't you feel like a rat in a maze? Like, yeah, you look it's around, horrible. You're like, go this way. Go that way. Wait, why'd you guys go to Ikea? Well, we have like a yeah. list of like little things that we need to buy and like I don't I don't have the time or the patience to like phone a friend and be like what should we get I'd rather just go to Ikea grab a bunch of cheap stuff and like bring it in like trash cans and like the little pole that has the toilet paper like stupid little things so anyways needless to say after that was done I was depleted so I am Warren Buffeting slash tailoring today and sipping some Diet Coke rather than drinking because I am just exhausted. All right. Well, my biggest question is, did you get the meatballs at Ikea? No, I was like, honestly, a little frightened to go into the food area. So 
because COVID and there were like hundreds of people milling around and I was just extremely uncomfortable. And I literally, I there's a piece of me that has no idea why I went there. Like, I think I just went there to go there. I mean, it, it's nice to get out. You can get the frozen meatballs though, too. Oh, I didn't think about that. Sorry. No, I mean, we were we were in and out in 58 minutes, which I think is a lifetime record for me. So, and you're still together. And we're still together. That's and and now we're engaged. So I feel like I can level up. I feel like I finally leveled up. Anyways, I am pumped to jump into some of these questions, Megan. So if you're ready. So my biggest question is over the course of the last three months, in terms of breaking everything down and organizing everything, what was the biggest hurdle that you had? And like of everything that you've done, what do you wish had been like created or or done for you instead of making you do it? the biggest hurdle for me was what are all of my bills? What is an automatic payment that's set up? What is something that doesn't happen every month, like utilities? Where am I paying those out of? Like some of them were coming out of my Amex. Who knows why? I'd like set it up that way. Yeah. So it was trying to kind of map out where all those expenses are, who's on first sort of a feeling, and then trying to route them the right way. And after three months, to tell you the truth, I feel like I still have one or two looming, which feels annoying. Yeah. And and to your point, I think it's difficult to assess exactly what is a bill versus, you know, what goes into fund money because I think it's different for every single person. So, you know, I think we were talking to Dallas who helps us with this podcast and she was saying like, well, I like to eat out a lot. And, you know, my conversation with her was a little bit different than it was with you. Whereas I feel like you like to eat out as a treat to yourself. So I consider that to be closer to fun money. But Dallas eats out, you know, on a regular basis. And in her mind, that's part of her groceries and her bills. So if you want to factor it in as one versus the other, I think it's a totally different situation. But the biggest thing is those automatic withdrawals in terms of payments, it sounds like. Like you were having a hard time letting go of your original bank account because of that, right? Yes, I really was. Luckily, a lot of them were attached to that. But then there were just some of those gotchas, like for me. Like I use Ritual Vitamins. Have you heard of this? Ritual? No. It's like a subscription-based vitamin. It's probably one of the bougiest things I do. But I love them because they're peppermint flavored. Is that on your subscriptions list? It is. Okay. Okay. But that's the one that was on my Amex for some reason when I bought it because I think maybe I had that credit card handy. And so it was this reoccurring payment happening off my Amex. And I was like, okay, we got to like sort this shit out. And this happened this past month because I didn't even realize, you know? So I don't know if you have any like tips or tricks. Like I know we're doing this hygiene now, like what's happened after three months of us working together. Maybe it's every three months looking at it. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. So there comes a point where it's more tedious for you to be staring at all of your financial information than it is for you to be doing other things to save money, right? So Mm. my recommendation there is now that you've had three intense months of you trying to sort everything out, now it should be more periodic and it should be more of like you have trained yourself at this point to figure out what works and what doesn't and you know what you should be putting where, Right. So you know that you're only taking out your debit card that's with Chad when you're going out. And you know when you're pulling out something for your bills, you're going to use Frank. So there are different moments where 
you're now trained in using the right thing. And then I think the next step beyond that is starting to look closer at your goals and and really honing in on things that you can do to achieve those. And that's like from a financial savings perspective, but that's also from a bills perspective, right? So like I think it's going back into some of those tips and tricks that we talked about originally where you can start figuring out things like privacy to make sure that your subscriptions get canceled at the correct time. Um, That's things like choosing how many nights before you start going out in a month, like choosing how many nights you're going to go out and then sticking to that schedule. Like those tiny little decisions really help set the tone for how you're going to behave in the future. And it's making more of a promise to yourself, right? It's a mental promise to yourself that you're going to have a financially healthy life, really. And for me, that was absolutely planning everything that I'm spending before the month starts and understanding if that needs to fluctuate, that it needs to be for a very good reason. I I totally, it resonates with me what you're saying, but it also gives me a little bit of anxiety because I'm a planner, but I'm not as good of a planner as you. And having that much of a plan at every month makes me a little nervous. And I know some people don't plan out like how much they're going to go out. So do you give yourself a buffer or is that why we're trying to tie me to like a dollar amount? So I don't necessarily have to plan if I don't want to. Right on. So, so yeah, I think that that's the dollar amount, right? Like that's you telling yourself, all right, I'm spending whether, you know, my sister and I had this conversation and she was like, you know, I get $50 a month to myself and that is what I stick to every single month. And I was like, if if $50 is your magic number and you can stick under that, then like power to you and make sure that when you're going out, if it's one night, if it's three nights that you're sticking to being underneath that budget and you've mentally prepared yourself for that. So if that means that you're eating dinner beforehand when you go out for drinks with your girlfriends, that wow. probably means you're eating dinner at home beforehand. Like there's all these little things, right, that you just have to contemplate in advance. And that's for you because I think you need more of a dollar amount to stick to versus actual like, you know, I'm going to go out two nights, three nights, whatever the case is. I think that is a much easier way to stick to your goal without having to give up going out with your friends. Yeah. I like that better. That feels really good. Yeah. But some other things that I wish I had when we started this, which we should totally talk about doing, Dallas, I hope you're listening, is setting up even just figuring out, like for me, it was a lot of math. Math is not my strong suit, but I did it anyway, of, you know, what is my annual income? That is after my 401k, taxes, all of that jazz. You know, what is that hard number? Mm Mm-hmm. And then figuring out based on the three accounts, Frank, that is my bills account, Will, I think William, I want to call him William now, is my mm-hmm. savings account. And then Chad, who's my fund money. Mm-hmm. And looking at that and breaking down the numbers that way, like I almost wish I had like some kind of a, like a document or something like that to just help me plot those out and then map it back to what are my actual bills per month and am I allocating the right amount of money? towards my bills, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that I think the biggest thing for you in terms of having all of those things accounted for is that right now we're separating each bank account so that you literally don't have access to your fund money unless you want to access your fund money. Same thing with your savings and same thing with your bills, right? So everything's completely separated into different accounts. And I think like from my perspective, the one thing that's really helped me 
is having everything actually at one bank because mm-hmm. then the accounting becomes a little bit smoother. That piece of it, I think, is on the horizon for you. I think now that you've become more comfortable with everything, it'll be a little bit more seamless when you decide to choose one bank, if you choose one bank, or if you maybe you stick with two. Having three bank accounts makes it a lot more complicated, in my opinion. So once you start to consolidate, when you figure stuff out, then I think the accounting aspect becomes easier. The second piece of that is that there are apps out there that will do this for you and they'll start taking a look at everything, all the data you have in existence and they'll start pulling all of your transactions into one place and they'll say, this is what your budget should be. This is what we're approximating. So those are all different kinds of things that we can talk about. And there are so many different budgeting apps that do that. It just kind of depends on what your A, what your goals are. B, how comfortable you are with making the budget yourself versus letting someone automate that budget for you. And then C, if you want to pay something to have someone budget for you or if you'd rather just do something that's free. Mm, So I made it really hard on myself setting up three accounts because it is getting a little like transferring between like things we've talked about, like you know, if I'm under my fund money for the month, I need to transfer that back into my bills or over to my savings, like where it makes sense. So it really becomes kind of an accounting nightmare where I'm like, did it transfer? Is it there? Is it in the cloud? So maybe that's actually something I learned that I'm just realizing as we're talking right now. Yeah, I'm still, I'm trying to comprehend everything on my end, just thinking about all of the, the transfers that you have to do. And I know we talked about ACH and how there's this like time gap between when you initiate the transfer versus when it arrives. And those types of things, because they take time, that requires a lot of planning on your end as well, which is yeah. something that I just don't love for you. And there should just be a little bit more of a seamless effort from one to the next in terms of the planning. So, I mean, if I were to make a next recommendation to you, it would be like have a portion of your paycheck that matches out to your bills, maybe have a tiny bit of buffer, go into Frank, and then maybe have one account that has two separate pockets or buckets that you were talking about previously. And one is for the fund money and auto push, like however much money you want into the fund money separate pocket, and then have the remaining balance inside of your actual savings. And then mm. attach your debit card to just the piece that's your fun money. God, it makes me a little nervous to have my fun money next to my savings. Sure. And that is why you need to train yourself before you shift into an ideology like that. I mean, Got flip it. side of the coin, you could do it the other way where you attach it to your bills, right? So you could have mm. your fun money and your bills nearby. But yeah. it's the same problem there. It's that you could start drawing from either account without having correct permission. So I do have a question for you. I was looking at your savings and there were like transfers in and transfers out. So I'm really confused and maybe I'm just reading it wrong. Oh, yeah. But the real question is, since opening the account, how much have you saved and how much did you have before you started saving? I think before I started saving, I had closer, I think I had like 18,000 in my savings and now I'm up to about twenty six. Like today? I feel like you didn't send me the right thing then. Which one are you looking at? I don't even know. Okay. My I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at March. In the savings account folder? Yes, I sent yeah. her folders. Yes, you did. 
But it looks like you deposited and withdrew the same dollar amount. Am I reading that wrong? Oh, it's because I set up a new account because I had savings attached to Frank at the beginning of this. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So my William account, Prince William, is net new. That's why I only have statements for February and March. But I sent you statements for three months for my bills account. Gotcha. And so the the transfers in here, are those just transfers into like a bucket or something? Yeah. So they count them as transfers. So what I do love about that account is like I have a nest egg set up, which I love. And there's a little egg emoji, like a little chick hatching out of the egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, so excited. Well, so uh, wow. So you started with 18. You're already up to like 25. I'm mm-hmm. kind of in disbelief. That's amazing. Just from cutting back for a few months, Megan, that's unreal. And by the way, also indicative of how easy it is once you start really focusing. Holy crap. So tell me about your fun account. What's changed when it comes to spending money? What is what is something that you did not realize was going to happen when you started paring down what you did with your fun money? I mean, I started to realize pretty quickly how often I I was just like getting drinks out of the house or getting food delivered. And I, I paired it back a little bit for myself. Like you talked about, it's more of a treat. I also realized I now have a stop guard when I'm shopping, which feels really weird to me. Like I've had things in my cart and I was like, wait, yeah. Do I actually need this weird outfit that is $12.99 from Amazon? I know exactly how you shop. So I know that because for what it's worth, I do the same thing. And I just stare at it and stare at it. And I'm like, will this actually make my butt look bigger? Yeah. Mine is smaller. But (laughs) no, I I did have moments like that. I, I won't lie to you. And I've been, God, I just, Nordstrom better, you know, sponsor us soon because I talk about them way too often. But we finally did go to Nordstrom last week. How was that? That's like an addiction for you. I mean, let's be real. I used to get like a nice like dress or something every time we were there, like after cocktails and maybe some apps. So that's already like a hundred bucks right there. And then I'd go and spend another hundred dollars. I usually don't leave that store without spending, you know, $200. I don't know how people could, you know what I mean? I I can't feasibly comprehend people doing that on a regular basis and not and like you, you cycle through, you are like fashionista. So you cycle through different outfits that are just outlandishly beautiful and so on trend. So I just can't feasibly comprehend how much money you've spent on clothing over the course of the last, what, you've been in Seattle now for seven years, eight years? Nine. Nine, Nine. Years. Holy crap. I know. But because of the work we've been doing together, it sounds like I'm going to therapy. Because of the work we've been doing together here, I, I actually this was like- This is therapy, very- by the way. This is finance therapy. So don't you knock that ever, ever. This is a form of therapy because I am guiding you back to the light. We are meditating our way back home. Yeah. Oh, bitch. <laughs> but no, we are for real. No, I'm belittling it, but it's so true. No, it took everything in me. You know, I was like, oh, should I go look at that dress again? I was like, you have 10 dresses that you haven't worn in the past 10 months that are just sitting in your closet with tags on. I was like, you're fine. So it was hard for me, but I was also a little proud of myself, you know, because I was like, have one drink. You already ate at home before we got here. And that's your treat for the day. Exactly. And you want to know what, for what it's worth, Megan is coming to visit in Denver in three weeks to the day. And we are we are going to have at least one 
wild night. So bring one of those dresses you never got to wear. Let's let's have a dress up night. Yes, please. Even if it's at home. Yeah, I'm so proud of you for being able to do that. I don't know if I could walk into Nordstrom right now and not just because it's been such a long year. I know. I know. But I also, you know, reality strikes. You're like, I really don't have that many places to wear a lot of things. And a lot of people haven't seen the stuff that I already have. And I need to just be grateful of the things I've already given myself and be more grateful of saving more money because it's very, you know, I have a happy moment every morning, even though it changes tiny, tiny in my savings account when I go in and I see that little egg and like the numbers are going up. And I'm like, I was just going to ask you, so are you doing the check-in every morning where you look at your bank accounts and make sure that everything is kosher? I am. Oh my gosh, I am so proud of you. That honestly, I didn't know if you were going to be comfortable doing that because A, it's a chore. B, it's mentally taxing. And yeah. C, it, you have so much going on on top of that. But man, that is so exciting. It has been, it's really liberating because then you just know where the money's at. And then almost automatically, I'm like, what is this like American strategies, $20 that's been taken out every month? And I'm like, oh, it's my renter's insurance. <laughs> Like, do you feel so empowered now, though, knowing where every single cent goes? I really do. Like that is that is honestly my goal. And I am just ecstatic to see you flourish like this. So I have one big question for you that I think a lot of our listeners are probably curious about. And that is, if you could tell them to do one thing, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned that you think other people should do as well? Well, one, get a handle on your money. And two, start at episode one and listen to our journey up until now. But for real, though, I think at the end of the day, you just got to be like, put your ego aside. A dollar amount is a dollar amount. That's how much money you bring home. It's probably not going to change that readily. But be empowered to take advantage of that number and use it to your advantage. Like I've been able to save, you know, a little bit more money because I've been able to look at what are all these expenses like I have and why have I been living paycheck to paycheck, like money in, money out? So, and to kind of lump onto that, mm-hmm. the people want to know, Megan, mm. did you cancel your subscription to Tidal? I did. I did. <laughs> and I canceled my cable. And lastly, because mm-hmm. I did notice this within your bills, mm. you decided to keep the subscription to Domino's? I mean, I feel like we have a running joke now that they have to sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I, you know what? There are some things, some habits that don't go away and Domino's apparently is not one of yours. You know, it might be more of a subscription now that we're talking about it, but yeah. (laughs) It's the little joys in life right now, people. You can still eat pizza. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Well, and so that actually brings me to something that I really want to highlight. And that's that it doesn't matter if you're trying to save $1, whether that's per week or per month or whatever, or if that's $100 per week, or if that's, you know, whatever that magic dollar amount is, the key is that you attempt to do it, right? And you might be draining every single paycheck, but if there is even a tiny piece of you that's like, I'm going to put a dollar away on a regular basis there is a point where you'll start to see a big change within your bank account and it just takes time. And that was, that was why we have done such a big financial check-in at the three month mark, because I, I was worried that we wouldn't see the big change 
out of Megan until three months in. And I, you know, she is a little bit revolutionary and cutting edge in the sense that she leaned into it very hard from the beginning. But I don't always think that that's the same financial journey that other people face. I do think there are lots of mountains in the beginning and it's okay to like slip up. It's okay to spend more than you're supposed to on the front end. I mean, all of those things happen, but as long as you're telling yourself, I'm going to do this and start doing it inch by inch, eventually that inch becomes a foot and eventually that foot becomes a mile. So it's always worth just trying and and telling yourself that you can do it. You know, the next thing for me, I mean, we're inching there, right? I remember you saying like the first 100K is the hardest and that feels really valid right now. You know, like I'm going to see, you know, a more bigger influx over the next couple of months, which feels good yep. because of things going on, which is awesome. But yeah, I'm excited for us to celebrate the day when I hit 100K. I think that'll be fun. We absolutely are. I'm like, fingers crossed that that happens before we go on the birthday trip because we are going to go big and <laughs> like celebrate hard. I do have one last question for you, but I was thinking we could take a break first before we ask that final question. Should we take a yeah, break? let's take a break. Let's take a break. Are we adding it up? Megan, wait, did you just ask me if we're adding it up? We're adding it up, girl. Oh, I'm good at adding now. That's <laughs> because you had all these bank accounts. <laughs> okay, so we just had an incredible breakdown of how the last three months have been for you and you know the hurdles, the accomplishments, the feel goods, the feel crappies, whatever you want to call them. And then we've also discovered that you still have a Domino subscription. <laughs> The big thing that I want to hear from you is what you are hoping to have from all of this in the future, like outside of the money aspect, like what are you hoping for more of and, and like what, what's changed in your perspective? Well, I want to continue these check-ins because I, I want to keep myself honest and I want you to keep me honest. So like even after this, I want you to actually go through the statements and like call me out even more if you want to, because I need that accountability. You know what I'll I mean? do. I'm going to do that offline. I love you. I'm going to do that offline. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm fine with that. That's a little too personal for my liking. So I want to continue that hygiene. And I know not everybody has that kind of relationship and I'm very lucky to have it. But I also want to just keep learning about more tools because I'm starting to feel more empowered. I feel like I have a bigger voice. I feel like it's even grown on the podcast as I've gotten more comfortable with my money. And I'm happy to talk about it. And I find myself talking about it to other people. And I'm like, yes. I don't know. You know what I no, mean? No, but that's, but you know what? I'm so glad that you're getting excited about this conversation because mm. A, there are so many tools out there and most people don't know what they are. And B, like this keeps me involved and it keeps me going and it makes me better, right? Because I have a very high overview of all the different tips, tricks, tools, and all the things that I've done over the course of my life to get to where I am today. But revisiting a lot of the things that get you up the ladder are so important. And yeah, I just think that there's so many more in the world now than there even was back when I first started my financial journey. So yeah, let's keep having the discussions. Let's plan on talking about a lot of those different apps that are super beneficial and continuing these check-ins periodically when you're ready. Should we, should we wrap it up? Ooh, yes. But the only other thing with my new 
savings account, while why he's become a William, I just want to add this in. Being with that bank for two months, I already have $20 of interest, which is more than I've gotten <laughs> at my bills account in 16 years. Are you sure? Did you like look at the interest that's Maybe not over- the 16 years, but based on so... I mean, but regardless, twenty dollars in like three months is kind of a big deal. Like I didn't do anything. Yeah. So having that a high pays for a bottle rate, of wine. That's all I know. Like I know. I was like, hell yeah, that's fucking cool. Now mm-hmm. I get the interest rate thing. Like we kept having that conversation, and I was like, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to get a higher percentage, but then it happened so quickly, and I was like, okay, I didn't even do anything. So. And I saw that you were accruing a little bit in your chat account as well, it looks like. So Mm -hmm. both of those accounts are accruing interest for you. And again, passive income, right? So ways for you to make money while money's just sitting there. Yeah, I want to leave on that note. My money's working for me, you know? Yeah, your money's working for you. Mm, Yeah, work Mm. for me. Proud of you, boo. (laughs) Thank you. All right, love you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Head on over to girlsjustwanna.com where you can subscribe to the show, follow Megan and I on social, or even text us your important financial questions. And remember, there's no shame in asking anything. We'll see you next time on Girls Just Wanna Have Funds. Girls just wanna have funds.